When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Call anytime, one 736 736 or text 0433-98-1116. This is the Sporting Capital. Welcome back to the Sporting Capital here on a Wednesday night. Jordan Canellis with you, 0433-98-1116. We are going to speak to Bryce McGain, but we're just going to put that on hold for a moment because we want to keep the discussion about Darcy Moore going on uh, this evening. We've had uh, had a few callers earlier in the night, had a lot of text messages as well. We want to keep the discussion flowing and we thought, well, let's get an expert on. Let's get someone who's who's been there, been at the club, who's lived it better than any of us have at the Collingwood Football Club and know what it's like to be a, a key part of that Collingwood team. And uh, we've got Mick McGuan. I think it's a pretty good get. Mick McGuan's with us here. Premiership player with the Pies and uh, football analyst as well. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on uh, this evening. Mick, how's things? Yeah, terrific. Thanks, Jordan. The news of Darcy Moore being announced as Collingwood's captain today, it's uh, a big uh, big role to fill, obviously, just in general, that, that captaincy position, but especially after Scott Pendlebury, the longest-serving captain in Collingwood history. But uh, the decision to pick Darcy Moore as the captain, how did that sit with you, Mick? Is it a, is it a satisfactory appointment? Yeah, I think it's an outstanding appointment by the footy club. Um, I thought without knowing their process or how they go about selecting the next captain, um, I thought from an outsider looking in, there were two logical candidates, of which Darcy Moore was one, and the other one was Taylor Adams. Um, He served in the leadership group for about seven years. He's 29. Um, He brings the team a hard edge. Um, He's a real competitor. I think they're a better team with him out there. Uh, But in saying that, Darcy Moore being three years younger, in the prime of his footy life. Um, he's been a Collingwood poor person all his life. Um, his dad was a captain of the Collingwood Footy Club and his name was synonymous in the 70s and 80s with the footy club. So I think uh, either one of those guys would have been an ideal candidate, but um, to have Darcy be anointed today, I think it's really good news. What, uh, what leadership qualities do you see in Darcy Moore, the ones that stand out the most? I think he's a doer of deeds. And that's the reason why I rate him probably in the best three defenders in the competition. Um, I think he's got great compassion and empathy for his teammates, which I think in today's environment, today's world, you have to have that in spades. I think he's quite understanding. I think he's there. To, he's prepared to listen with impartial, open awareness and listen to the other side of someone's situation, whether it be good or bad, and then impart some knowledge onto that to find a better solution if needed. Uh, I think he's a very mature, well-educated young man who, when time comes to compete, there's no question with that, uh, but there's also time to sit down and have a coffee with someone and probably ride to make sure that the people remain grounded or just improve in some erratic decisions that people make. How, uh, how important is... So the on-field stuff is obviously vitally important on game day to helping a team win or lose, but also the off-field stuff is, is, is critical as well for a captain in, uh, you know, in this day and age with, with media and social media and, and being the face. Um, does, he, does he fit the bill as being, uh, as being someone who is uh, a, 
let's say, a comfortable face of a football club? I've got no question whatsoever that that would be a positive. Um, like I said, he's very well educated. He speaks well. He speaks common sense. He speaks with great clarity. His message gets across. So I think there'll be no confusion whatsoever when he speaks to the fans or the football public. And more importantly, when it's time to compete, um, you can trust him. Um, and that's what you need from your teammates, but more so your leaders. If they're going to say a lot, they've got to do exactly what they say. If he demands excellence from his players, just like Joel Selwood did with the Geelong era, we saw Steve Kernahan do it with magnificent grace, but also competitiveness at Carlton. We had Tony Shaw win a premiership 32, 33 years ago on the back of being a doer of deeds, and I see Darcy Moore no different. How important was uh, was picking the right captain for what is effectively, the, I guess, the start of this era now under Craig McRae. It's, you know, he's still, uh, you know, fresh in his tenure. It's a, an ex- it's an exciting young squad. So picking the right captain for this, this new window now, which is going to be hopefully for Collingwood's sake, you know, it's a, it's a good sort of generation of six, seven, eight years, whatever it might end up being. How critical is making the, the right decision to pick a front man who will lead the team through this next generation? Yeah, I think it's always important, irrespective of the generation, to be honest, Jordan, and Obviously, they go through a lot of due process now and they ask the right questions of players and who can live up to the expectations and standards they set. Um, it's a high-performance industry and for players to be in any leadership group, it's a feather in their cap, but to go to the level of being captain is a magnificent achievement. The game of footy is about reliability and trust. It always has been. And I think if you've got those two qualities in spades, you can't help but lead well. But I think the other important thing that we must understand when you are in that position irrespective whether it's a 12 months or 10 year period, you continue to evolve and grow on the back of your experiences. Mm. Darcy in three years time will be a much better captain than what he has. He will be in the first month of this footy for the next six months of this year's footy. And you just evolve in the role. Um, Scott Pendlebury asked him that question and he would say, if all honesty was put on the table, he'd be a much better captain last year than what he was in his first year. So I think Darcy will grow in the role. He'll get great support. He'll also know that he can't do it alone. And the strength of any club is probably your, your foot soldiers who are aligned to the leadership direction. And that's the reason why I've always been a subscriber to having three or four really strong uh, pillars alongside you. And I think with the names that they put on the on the table today, there's no reason why Darcy Moore's captain was a leadership group that was anointed to support him. Uh, can't make significant inroads, not only in the short term, but also for the long term's Collingwood stability. Mick, we had a text come in earlier tonight off the top of the program uh, by Billy who asked, does a captain have to be a very good player or a great person? And I I kind of, my response was, well, it's circumstantial. Maybe it depends on the playing group. What's what's your response to that? Does the, who, How do teams pick a captain? What is the requirement? Is there a criteria or is it circumstantial? Uh, yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Um, I think when you've got a legacy of player to be a good one, it always helps. But it's not the be-all and end-all. I think Nick Maxwell was a great example of that when he was anointed the Collingwood captain, captaincy in his period of time. He wasn't the best player in that period of time. But obviously he was the best leader amongst men. And let's face it, it's easy to lead kids. It's easy to lead um, different types of environments. But when you're embraced in the competitive battlefield of AFL footy, when the external eye is judging you and the group and the club with everything you do, you have to be a good person because as soon as you transgress and 
We understand people make mistakes. I reckon Luke Hodge was one of the best leaders we've seen, but he transgressed a couple of times in his private life. Did that necessarily mean that he was a bad captain because of that? I think you live and learn in this life we live. Uh, you're not perfect, and people aren't perfect. They do make mistakes in the evolution of their own life. But if you can be a good player, support the standards and the expectations of those that sign off on those standards and expectations, and you live those expectations through sheer hard work, uh, the success comes. And as I say to a lot, of, a lot of young players that I've coached at local level and a lot of players that I talk to in the modern game today, the only way you be successful is work hard. The only time you see success before work is in the dictionary. And in the game of footy and the game of life, you have to work hard before you get success in football or any competitive battlefield you go out to uh, compete against. Mick McGuan with us here on SEN, the sporting capital, Collingwood Premiership player and footy expert. Mick, uh, the, the Collingwoods, specifically the Collingwood captaincy role, uh, more than any other club, is there... Is there a greater responsibility that comes with it because of the the size of the club and the stature of the club in, in Australian sport? Is there more weight that sits on the captain of uh, that sits on the shoulders of the Collingwood captain that that Darcy Moore will now find himself with? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I suppose the external heat comes from those that write about um, performance. But I suppose in the inner sanctum and the four walls that you live nearly daily nowadays. As long as you are doing your utmost to live the values that each club has and the template you work towards achieving, you've lived your mantra and you've upheld your end of the bargain. Um, I think you can't help but be respected. And for those that are outside the four worlds who probably mostly guess, and yes, they have an opinion, that's fine, but messaging inside might be different to the outside world. So I think you've got to get that right. But Collingwood, as we know, is a, a very big footy club and if there's any news about Collingwood, generally it uh, enters the world of hysteria and sometimes it's over-exaggerated. Um, internally, honesty, as long as it prevails, uh, direct messaging with solutions attached, uh, that always helps everyone grow and particularly leaders grow. And then it's up to them to uphold what they have signed off on and I think Darcy will do that easily irrespective whether it be Collingwood or a lesser club who doesn't have the focus of attention like the Pies do. Uh, but you ask any 18 captains of their respective clubs going into a new season, yeah, there's high-performance pressure that comes with the territory, uh, but the strong survive and the weak wander. And I think Darcy Moore has become really strong of mind in every attribute of the game. He's got his body into a physical shape. He can compete regularly. There was a query probably three or four years ago that we wouldn't see the best of him. But full credit to him and the work that he's done behind the scenes to make him consistently a player of note, but also to play week to week is uh, a byproduct of his preparation, his professionalism, and I see no reason why he won't embrace this uh, anointed position that he's been given, and uh, I don't think it'll affect his performance in any way, shape or form. Collingwood have always been a club that's um, that, that really champion their past champions, and I think that was a uh, a part of the, the club culture that was set a lot by Eddie Maguire uh, in the public space. who would always talk about the previous champions and, and all the pioneers of the Collingwood Football Club through history. Um, ultimately, this doesn't really matter because it's all about the present day and what's happening now. But do you think there's some people inside the four walls of Collingwood that maybe like the the fact that his father was the captain, Peter Moore, and now Darcy gets to be captain as well? Did you say would like it or not like it? That would like it. 
I think most people would love it. Uh, there's romance still in footy. There's room for sentiment. And I suppose when you've got a father-son like this combination, Peter and Darcy, uh, to see both the boys or both the men uh, be given the captaincy role at various stages of their career, I think it's a feather in that family's cap. And I think we should embrace that and celebrate that moment. Um, and it's time for celebration for the Moors. And rightfully so, I've been a huge, I've had a huge respect for Peter. I don't know Peter that well, uh, but I love what he stands for as a Collingwood supporter when I was a kid. Um, but to see Darcy evolve, I was fortunate enough to sit down with Darcy and do a feature article with him one-on-one when he was riding the trials and tribulations of his body, how he was going to get back to the level of performance we as a Collingwood lovers expected him to get to. Uh, but to sit back and listen to his answers, how articulate he was, spoke about the extreme lengths of frustration, but he never lost the road of focus. He knew where he wanted to be. He knew how to get there. And more importantly, he was prepared to do the work to get there. And when you see a boy or a young man at that stage um, fight off those probably negative aspects of challenge to turn them into positives and now to become a captain, I think we need to celebrate. And finally, Mick, more broadly on Collingwood this upcoming season. So last year was... was, uh a thrilling season week to week for the Pies with all their close wins and, and making it all the way to a preliminary final. Looking ahead to 2023 now and the season in front of us, uh, what do you think of Collingwood's prospects? Is it going to be maybe... Are the wins going to come a bit more securely this season? And, and how deep do you think they can go? I wish I had a crystal ball to, keep, to give you that answer, Jordan. But <laughs> I think if you ask most Collingwood supporters last year, I went to the preliminary final and I walked out of that arena gutted as most supporters did. Uh, that will drive the group and to watch them train over the summer and see how well connected they are with the great spirit of moving forward quickly. Um, I reckon that's been embraced by the group to say, well, let's leave the frustration and disappointment of 2022 behind. We've got some serious work to do if we want to be in the same position or a better position uh, this time next year. And I reckon they've really got to work. I love the spirit, the intensity they're training with. There's a feel of connection. Um, I think there's a feeling of trust and reliability amongst the players and the coaching staff. Uh, the messaging land on, landed on good ears last year and there's a positive response. I know Collingwood people and those that don't barrack for Collingwood will say we may have got a bit lucky in some games. Um, and generally the footy guys look over and say, well, you might have won this one this week, but you might win the next one next week. But that happened too often last year. That just doesn't happen by accident. And when you look back at their training and their program, they did a lot of dress rehearsal in the winner game, save the game situations. And let's face it, if you go back to that preliminary final, they conceded a seven-goal deficit early in the game. They clawed their way back based on method, taking risks, that high-volume risk that they brought to their game, that chaos game we talk about nowadays. And they nearly got over the line. If they had gone another 30 seconds, who knows, we could be talking about a different grand final. Mm. But I just think with what they've experienced, the group they've got, the couple of recruits that they've added to the group, I really love the acquisition of Tommy Mitchell um, and also McStay to their front half. So I think with what Collingwood's got, not only at their disposal with the incumbents, but the add-ons they've got, I reckon they can challenge for top eight berths for sure. Mick, uh, appreciate you jumping on uh, tonight to have a chat about Darcy Moore and Collingwood's and uh, enjoy uh, your night and hopefully we get to hear from you more on SEN throughout the course of the next season. Good on you, mate. Enjoy yourself, Jordan.